You're listening to Down to a Science, a LANL podcast series. One year ago, on February 18th, 2021, the Perseverance rover landed in the Jezero crater on Mars, and the whole world celebrated. Touch on confirmed. Perseverance safely on the surface of Mars, ready to begin seeking the sand of past life. This moment was years in the making, with Perseverance itself spending a full seven months hurtling through space towards Mars. It was the effort of thousands of people, hundreds of them from Los Alamos National Laboratory, all of their hearts pounding during the famed seven minutes of terror when the rover went silent as it entered Mars's atmosphere and made its way to the surface of the planet all on its own. With a huge collective sigh of relief and a lot of happy shouting, We watched as the rover touched down perfectly. It checked its wheels, it clicked some selfies, it took stock of its new home, and then it started to explore. And believe it or not, that was only just the beginning. Now you get to hear about some of the mind-boggling activities the rover has been up to since then and what it could do next. I'm your host, Lexi Patronis from the Los Alamos National Laboratory Public Affairs Office. Join our scientists as they receive updates and information from Supercam and Sherlock, Los Alamos developed instruments on the Perseverance rover that are part of a NASA mission that is searching for signs of past life on Mars. Today, we're talking to Sam Clegg, Los Alamos National Laboratory's Principal Investigator on SuperCam, and Nina Lanza, Principal Investigator for the ChemCam instrument on the Curiosity rover, and also co-investigator on SuperCam. On February 18, 2021, Perseverance made its entry into the Martian atmosphere. This is where those seven minutes of terror we mentioned earlier happened. The entry, descent, and landing process, which is also known as EDL, produces some of the most intense moments of the mission. Here's Nina Lanza. Well, Perseverance's EDL was really different for me than Curiosity's, and that's just because I was at home alone. You know, we were not together as a team as we were um, before um, for Curiosity, and that's just because of COVID. And so, you know, we had a a huge Zoom going, right? But there's like a hundred people on there and it's pandemonium. So that was really hard to keep track of. And so basically we were just all waiting by ourselves, you know, feeling incredibly anxious, you know, together, but separately. Um, It was really surreal. It almost didn't feel like it was happening just because, you know, I'm, I have no other feedback around me about, you know, is anyone else seeing this? Is anyone else feeling this? So, you know, it was, it was very different. You know, of course, every, every spacecraft landing is fraught with danger. So, you know, I think I knew that in my mind, but it was a little bit harder for me to, to really understand that in the moment because I was just sitting in my living room. Here's Sam Clegg. The EDL process is an incredibly intense uh, period of time. Um, we're kind of helpless. We're, we're sitting there watching everybody in the JPL control room. Um, they're giving us the information as they're receiving it on the, on the descent and just waiting uh, for the good news that, that it had landed safely. Um, and then waiting for some of those, those initial pictures to come down to let us know where we landed and what the, what the area immediately around the, the rover is, is looking like and what what things off in the distance are starting to look like. So, you know, we've just landed in a completely new place. Uh, it's just very exciting uh, uh, to know that we're off on a new adventure. 
I was so relieved when we finally got that telemetry saying we had a successful touchdown. You know, I, I had been holding on to a lot of tension that I didn't really understand. I felt like I was pretty calm, but then I just collapsed on my couch and I was like, I'm going to take a nap. You know, you see all these people cheering and excited. I was like, I just need to actually go to sleep now. I'm so tired <laughs> because it had been, you know, um, you know, a real journey to get to that, that point. And of course it was so exciting, but um, it took a lot of energy to get there. And so at the, in that moment, I just wanted to sit down. Uh, definitely a sense of relief. Um, uh, I would, in, instead of joy, I would call it uh, real excitement. Since that successful landing, the rover has been busy collecting rock samples for future return missions, looking for past signs of life, and watching and recording the first helicopter on Mars, Ingenuity, as it makes its first historic flights. There are, there are an awful lot of highlights um, for the rover um, uh, and all the instruments that are on the rover. Uh, I personally am most involved with the SuperCam instrument, and that's the uh, laser-based, uh, the, the, the instrument that sits at the very top of the mast. It's a remote sensing instrument that shoots a laser out so that we understand, um, we can start to understand more of the surrounding chemistry and mineralogy of Jezero Crater and, and the area around uh, the rover. Um, so for me, uh, what's most exciting came just a couple of weeks after we landed and that was when we got to fire the laser for the first time and we started to get our first remote analyses uh, as a result of firing the laser uh, at the Mars surface and really starting to see some of that, that chemical and mineralogical signatures um, from those first laser shots. Uh, and this, the other thing that's really new and very exciting is the... Um, is that we've got a microphone on the mast unit. And this microphone allows us to record some of the signals that we, the acoustic signals that we get as a result of firing our laser at the surface of Mars. Um, and so all the science that we're developing to support those, uh, that information is, um, is also what, what drives me personally as, as we continue on this, uh, this journey through Jezero Crater. Our first year in Jezero Crater has been so exciting. There have been so many things that we've done, some of them for the first time. You know, I think a lot of folks remember that we brought a helicopter with us. And so the very first part of the mission was actually commissioning that helicopter and doing flights. Um, so that has never been done on another planet. That's the first rotorcraft to fly off of Earth. And it was incredibly successful. So we spent a lot of time at the beginning, you know, working to get the, the helicopter going. Of course, we were still doing science, but we were doing it at a slightly slower cadence than maybe people who are doing other missions are used to, you know, which is totally fine because we're doing science with with a helicopter. Um, so that was really exciting. I think one of the things that was most exciting for me personally is being able to use the SuperCam microphone to listen to the helicopter. Uh, this was science that we hadn't intended to do, but we realized we could do it. You know, uh, you could turn the microphone on and listen to the sounds of the rover. You can listen just to the sounds of ambient Mars. But what the helicopter provides us with is a standard sound that can move closer and further away from the rover in a pattern that we understand. So it actually really gives us an opportunity to study how sound propagates through the Martian atmosphere. And it turns out that our models were really off. You know, it, it turns out we can actually hear sounds 
much more clearly on Mars than we had anticipated. And so that was some really exciting science that we hadn't really planned on doing, but we were able to do. Um, and that was in the very, very beginning of the mission. So that's very exciting work. I think, you know, another thing that we were able to do was just to confirm that our interpretation of the geology from orbit was right. You know, we went to Jezero because of, of several things, but we believe it used to hold a lake of liquid water. And we can see remnants of that in this delta deposit, which is a type of sedimentary deposit that gets made when you have a river that enters a standing body of water. So the water is gone, but we still see this delta. So we've seen that delta from orbit, but we had the opportunity in our landing site to actually look at it cross-section. So we could actually see the sediments from the side. And so even though we knew, we were pretty sure it was a delta, you know, it could have been something else. There are other ways to make that type of landform. But we were able to confirm with our imaging that you could see the sedimentary layers inside that delta from the ground. And it really confirmed that our interpretation of this site was absolutely right on. So this is an area that's seen a lot of water. And not just some water, there's actually evidence for some really major flooding happening in Jezero at certain times. So, you know, it has broadened our understanding of what happened in this place and how it relates to habitability, which is, of course, environments in which life as we understand it can exist. And all of this was done in just the first year. Moving forward, the rover will continue its search for life and identify sites for rock sample collection. As we move forward with the mission, there's just so much more science to do, of course. We're going to finish up some sampling in this area, and then we're going to go toward that delta because that delta is a place where you know all of us really want to take a look at it and see what it's made out of and see if there are any signs that maybe you know there's some ancient life preserved in there deltas on earth are a great place in which to in which to preserve organic materials and that's just because of their environments uh, they tend to have very fine grained sediments and very still waters this is a great place in which to encapsulate organic material and preserve it for millions and even billions of years. So that's our next stop. And it's gonna take us a little while to get there. And we're gonna do some really great science on the way there because of course, every rock that we drive over is a new rock for us. And so we're very interested in actually seeing how we change from the low basement material that we're in now to this Delta material that's in place on top. So I think there's gonna be a lot of really cool, exciting new results coming out of Mars and particularly out of Perseverance you know, for over the next year. Uh, hopefully Perseverance is at the start of what's going to be a, a, a long mission, uh, a many year long mission to explore Jezero Crater. Uh, the mission itself is designed to look for uh, indications of past life on, on Mars. Um, but it's been, at least my experience, that Mars always surprises us. So I, I'm anticipating that 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 over the next few years, uh, we're going to uh, find some surprises and some things on Mars that, um, that will require us to um, expand our thinking about, about what Jezero Crater is telling us about the way Mars uh, has been uh, in the past. Mars Technica is produced by Los Alamos National Laboratory. Your host, Lexi Patronis. Joey Montoya, editor. This episode was written and produced by Nick Niegomir. Special thanks to our guests, Nina Lanza and Sam Clegg. Find out more about the laboratory and its mission at www.lanl.gov.